Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm your gal, Anna, back with my gal, Callan. <laughs> Cal gal, as she's sometimes called, which is fun. <laughs> How have you been doing, Callan? You know, just trying to stay on top of all that good content that's out there. Yes, it's hard to keep up. I'm trying something different to drink today. I'll be happy to start us off what we're drinking while we have our discussion. I'm having a kamikaze. Okay. Which is traditionally a shot, but you know, I got to make this last and I'm not trying to get (laughs) too crazy here. (laughs) Don't want to be plastered. Yeah, exactly. Not really ideal for me there. But anyway, so yes, it's vodka, orange liqueur, and lime juice. So got to get that fresh, freshly squeezed. It's good. I didn't make it nearly as strong. So it's pretty tame. <laughs> so it's vodka, orange juice, and lime. Is that what you said? The, the recipe I saw called for orange liqueur and then oh. lime juice. Okay. Okay. That makes so, sense. Pretty citrus. Oh, cause you have triple sec. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Trying to, trying to use all this stuff I got. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess I've heard that, you know, name before, but I wouldn't have known what it is. So we love a new cocktail. Yeah. I am also having something different. I don't think I've had it on here before. I'm probably going to be driving after this episode. So, you know, we're responsible here. (laughs) Yes. I have kombucha, which is technically alcoholic in nature. So if no one knows at this point, even though it's been trendy for a while now, kombucha is a fermented tea, probiotic tea. Very good for your gut. And it's usually tastier than it sounds. <laughs> okay, well, this one's Health Aid, which is one of the best brands. And it comes in a cool bottle. We're all about the packaging. <laughs> yes. And I have the watermelon flavor, which I had never tried before till you know, I just opened this bottle. And it's pretty good. We at my household are comparing it to more of the rind flavor of the watermelon hmm. than the fruit yeah I was not alone in the thought that when I opened it it smelled like a salad interesting (laughs) so I don't know what that's about but it's it's pretty good like every every kombucha if you haven't had it is slightly vinegary in flavor so you kind of have to get used to that but I don't mind it I don't know if it's placebo or not but seriously like if my stomach's feeling a little odd and I drink kombucha it settles it so you know, those probiotics at work. There you go. Good point. I think I've had one kombucha and probably not the best experience. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'd be curious to try something else. (laughs) I think, I think you have to find the right brand and you have to find the right flavor. Yeah. Health Aid has a variety. Like right now we have a variety pack, so you can kind of try that way. There's like a tropical punch. There is even a Christmas flavor. Oh, and some are more gingery, which I don't mind, but a lot of people have strong, strong feelings about ginger, so you <laughs> yeah. can avoid those. But yeah, I mean, you could, you just got to find the right one. I mean, it's not like it's necessary to life, but I right. like it. <laughs> <laughs> An added bonus to your health. Well, I know you said you've been trying to keep up with all your content, so is there anything you're consuming right now? Well, I'll say that... 
maybe one of my toxic traits, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> at least when it comes to TV consumption, is choosing to watch something when I know that I should be watching other things. Like, I know that I need to be catching up on, you know, things we're going to talk about on here or like things I'm watching with other people or that have been on my list for years and I'm just, you know, really behind. But then for some reason, I still choose to watch something that I'm in the mood for that doesn't accomplish any of those goals. So maybe it's like it's like a form of procrastination, which I've definitely been guilty of in Mm -hmm. life. (laughs) Obviously, procrastinating your TV (laughs) list is a lot less important than other things true so um please notice my humor here this is not life and death but i'm gonna repeat this because i was watching it last night and i have a quick anecdote that i had to share i was like oh my gosh i can't wait to one tell anna and two tell the podcast so married at first sight i've talked about this before i did an education segment a long time ago actually that was one of my 2020 shows that i watched like four seasons of or something ridiculous like that (laughs) so go back and listen to that if you want to know more but uh based on the title you can tell the premise is people sign up for this experiment as they call it where you don't meet the person you're marrying until you're walking down the aisle. Basically like an arranged marriage. They have three experts that, you know, give everybody this process. So you're really, it's, a, you know, it's not a rando. Like you've been matched with this person and right. it's supposedly you're compatible and all that. So it's really interesting to watch. Um, so I think I'm on season seven. I finished the one I was watching for, just started this one. So this is at the beginning of the season. And I had to share because it is the most bizarre situation that is unprecedented for Married at First Sight season. So there's always three couples. They have the wedding. Like you have that episode. You have like the wedding night episode. And then you have the honeymoon episodes, like the third one, like where they they fly to their honeymoon destination. And they all go to the same place so they can kind of connect, meet up, talk about their experience so far, support each other, all that. So two of the three couples make it to Mexico on the the flight. The other couple, we're, we're filming, like, you know, their little selfie footage, like they're on the way to the airport. They're so excited about the honeymoon and all that. We cut to a clip of the husband, Tristan, filming himself saying that Mia, his new wife, has been detained by customs. Oh, no. And they're flying out of Dallas. That's where all these people are based. So they're at the Dallas airport. And yeah, she's been detained. And he he can't communicate with her. Like, you know, the producers can't even communicate with her. Like, no one knows what's going on. He sits at the airport for a long time. And then, I mean, it's been hours at this point. So obviously, they've missed their flight. And he ends up going back to their hotel to spend the night and again like nobody can contact her like nobody's Mm -hmm. getting info okay so she ends up being held by customs it's been two days at this point she's been at, at the airport detained for 48 hours goodness so the the executive producer knocks on tristan's hotel room door and comes in and says they were finally able to like find out what's going on Mm -hmm. and she had been arrested (laughs) oh my word (laughs) 
Yes. Okay. So she she'd been arrested and they were able to obtain a copy of the arrest warrant. Before he gives it to Tristan, he says, like, I just want you to know that, you know, we run all of the background checks, you know, like yeah. we we check everything and everything for her came back clear. And the arrest warrant was literally filed two days after Married at First Sight's background check results came in. Wow. So, I mean, the window was so close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tristan reads the warrant, and there are three counts of stalking her ex boyfriend, and then a, like one count of credit card fraud. Oh my. Basically all like info from this ex-boyfriend. It, it says that like she stalked him and there's a restraining order now and that she stole like used his credit card to make purchases. So of course Tristan, her new <laughs> husband is like, um, "Who did you what? set me up with?" <laughs> I yeah. And the experts are like, "Oh my gosh, like we never got this vibe from her. Everything, And, you know, there's two sides to every story. And, like, until we talk to her, like, we don't know for sure what's going on. We need to hear what she has to say. Well, to sum up, she finally gets released and cleared of all of the charges. And when she is leaving the airport and, you know, they're filming her, she says that her car had been stolen and, like, her information was in the car and her identity had been stolen. So, this, all of this stuff wasn't actually her. And, like, that is, the the police have released her because after, you know, their light investigation or whatever... (laughs) they figured out that it wasn't actually her. So she gets back to the hotel and tells Tristan all of this. And of course he's relieved. Like, okay, you know, my wife isn't a stalker. And (laughs) he asks like, okay, so do you know the name of this guy in the document? And she's like, it doesn't ring a bell. And then she says a few minutes later that it actually is a familiar name like they have mutual friends but she doesn't know him personally and then a day or two later we learn that (laughs) she actually did date him (laughs) a little bit but still apparently was cleared of the charges and didn't do it so I mean honestly it was a confusing situation and Mm -hmm. I mean they met with the the experts and talked it out and she said you know she lied because she was just freaking out and was so nervous about the whole thing because she had kind of dated him she didn't want him to tristan to think that all of this was true Mm -hmm. so she just instinctually was like i don't know him but that wasn't true but i guess she didn't actually commit the crime (laughs) so nevertheless he was very supportive and forgave her. And five days in, they're committed, um, <laughs> saying "I love you," which also I've never seen at this point. Uh, but they've hmm. also, you know, he's like, "We've been through more in, in five days than most couples have gone through in a year." So have you it, though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That is wild. If you watch a lot of Married at First Sight, it gets a little bit repetitive because it's the same process every time. So this really like shook it up for me. (laughs) I'll say. And the two other couples like in Mexico have met up twice for different activities. And they're like, 
so where's the other couple? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, are they coming? One of the girls calls Mia, and Mia's very vague. And basically just says, like, yeah, we're not coming. It was customs, blah, blah, blah. The next day, one of the husbands calls Tristan, and he's like, yeah, she got arrested. And... um. <laughs> for all this and i guess it's not true and blah 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 and so they were like wait what can you imagine so yeah i mean i'll let you know if they end up staying together but i mean what a ride like (laughs) can you imagine like the concept of married at first sight is already scary if you aren't the type of person that wants to walk in blindly to this but to like literally the day after your your wedding you find out that potentially your new spouse is a criminal (laughs) for stalking a credit card fraud Mm, little little scary yeah i'll say you really don't know a person and you really don't know that person even more so the odds that that warrant would be filed with her name like days after her background check what are the odds of that yeah it's like that was convenient so the ex-boyfriend filed charges against this other person that stole her identity see that's where it gets confusing because she's talking about like stolen identity but she knows the person so he doesn't he know who stalked him Yeah. Unless it was like cyber stalking, you know, like through a fake account. Now, why you would do all that, I don't know. Because usually people who steal identities, like for credit cards, aren't the same people catfishing. That's like two different people. So, Hmm. I don't know if it was editing, not explaining it well. Yeah. Or if the whole situation was really that vague. So, I don't know. But... Yes, she does know the guy. So I I don't know how that works. That's a great question. Man, all right. (laughs) Exciting times at Married at First Sight. I know. I mean, who would have thunk it? It was bound to happen eventually, you know? I guess so, yeah. The odds are (laughs) in its favor that something crazy like that would happen. There you have it. So that's what I've been watching. (laughs) All right. Well, that's exciting. Well, I guess, weirdly enough, kind of in the same line as that, I watched this movie, maybe you've seen it, from 1982, The Thing. Mm, I haven't seen it, actually. Okay. But I I know what you're talking about. Yes, I borrowed it from, as what I call, Ben Buster, our, (laughs) our friend Ben, who we spoke with a few episodes ago, actually. He has a lot of movies, so I borrowed this from him. I highly recommend it. Very good, like, thriller type of movie. Mm -hmm. There is a little bit of gore, but it's 1982. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, there's not, like, CGI effects or whatever. It's very much, like, what's the term? Like, realistic effects, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, they make it look... They actually use, like, physical materials rather than a computer generating the effect. I wrote a whole essay on this in college, but wouldn't you know, I forgot about it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's really impressive. I mean, there's a lot going on just like with the gore and everything, but basically there's a research facility in Antarctica starring Kurt Russell. Basically they're there obviously doing research and then they find out that a beast is what the term, I guess, is used, but they find out this beast has, like, come into their camp and basically can take the form of its victims. So, like, all of the men who were at 
who are in this research building, they don't know if the beast has infected them or not. So they're having to, like, figure out, like, who's telling the truth, how they can figure out who's lying, and, like, how to destroy the thing. (laughs) So it was really good, like, very high intensity as far as you're not really sure, like, who actually is infected or if they're just acting crazy because of everything going on. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of paranoia. All of that kind of feels like Big Brother or something <laughs> sometimes whenever there's like a saboteur or something like that. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, apparently it influenced Among Us, which is like a big popular game right now. But it probably influenced other things. But I've just heard that that's like a big thing that came out of that movie was that's basically the the, I guess, whole idea of Among Us is you're not sure who is against you. So realistic effects is that it no i mean it makes sense i was trying to think of the third i feel like there's a term yeah i'm trying to think of the term and i can't think of the term (laughs) oh well maybe it'll come to us probably in the middle of this we'll just blurt it out and then we'll remember either way it'll be there we'll put in the show notes if not (laughs) yeah just the term (laughs) highly recommend i'm not sure where you can watch it right now i forgot to look that up to let you guys know where you may be able to stream it. Like I said, I rented it from Ben Buster. I'm sure you can probably like rent it on Amazon Prime. It may be streamed somewhere. I just don't know. Highly recommend. It's very good. Apparently there's a sequel that's not as great. So probably won't watch that. But those sequels, man. It's hard. Very, very hit or miss. Yes. How true. I know that I did mention Big Brother. (laughs) How uh, the paranoia in the thing kind of reminds me of Big Brother. We did want to mention that Celebrity Big Brother 3 is starting. So really excited for that. Um, The cast dropped. We definitely got some right and we definitely got some almost right. So that's pretty good. (laughs) We're good with our our pop culture clues, I guess. Right. Definitely you more so than me. I'm I'm here to be a sounding board. (laughs) (laughs) Like, does this make sense? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's fun, though. It's fun to guess. I liked that they did the clues. Me too. I think it's fun, especially like sometimes you uh, will never guess any of these people because they're like C-list celebrities. So that kind of makes it more fun almost. Like Celebrity Big Brother is definitely not as exciting to me as a regular season. And I don't usually go on the feeds or anything like that. But, you know, it's enjoyable content. And I mean, most of the time the people who are there don't really care (laughs) <laughs> which is sometimes a bad thing where it's like, okay, really? Like you're, you should play the game at least. Like you're already here yeah, getting paid. Who knows how much. You're stuck in a house with nothing else to think about. You might as well right. be putting your energy towards the game. Exactly. You might as well strategize a little bit. I'm hoping some of the people on the cast will be, will be into it. There are a couple, I think people say they're super fans. So that's, that's one positive. Well, moving on to our favorite CBS show, which is currently airing, and we will probably talk about next episode, (laughs) is The Amazing Race. And every week we talk about a reason why we want to be on the show. So, Callan, do you have a reason for us? I do. Um, So, if you listened to us speak 
um, about Amazing Race in our last episode, then you would know that they recently showed that transition period between, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, and the Mm -hmm. 19-month break they took in filming, which obviously has never happened before in the middle of a season. So it was really interesting to watch. My reason today is we are committed. And I would venture to say that most people if you're a regular listener (laughs) that's not a surprise considering this is an entire segment uh (laughs) but we are committed to not only getting on the show but doing well and if we had been in that situation which i i don't foresee happening again but if we had been in that situation i 100 percent guarantee you we would have moved heaven and earth to get back when they came back 19 months later i don't care what was going on (laughs) i guess the only the only out that i would um give us like connie you know if one of us was pregnant then you really can't do it really other than that i don't think there's anything and even then even then i'm not accelerate accelerate the the birthing process i know like all right come on you got to get out like (laughs) you know or you can come with me i'm not opposed to carrying that baby around there you Um, go yeah it's almost like the family edition but different exactly you already have a backpack why not add a baby bjorn or whatever absolutely (laughs) or or you know you're like a kangaroo if it's still cooking and i can rock the baby bump uh with my leggings and my sneakers running those roadblocks so definitely you know (laughs) (laughs) not that that's in the foreseeable future for me but just saying if we were in that position we would have come back and done anything possible so absolutely just just wanted to say if any casting producers are out there that we're we're not only ready but we'll do whatever it takes to get and stay on the show yes we are all in poker style just that that full full deck (laughs) it doesn't make any (laughs) sense but i don't know how to add to all in i mean it's enough it says it all (laughs) all we have that's what that's all we can get (laughs) right right (laughs) okay well we're still I'm really excited to talk about this. It's been on my to talk about note list for a while. It's in the same vein as CBS, which we know Mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. Probably, especially now that I don't have network TV, it is probably my most watched channel, I will say, just for me personally. But we're going to be talking about a show that aired back in 2007. Okay. 40 Days in New Mexico with 40 pioneers ages 8 to 15. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I really don't, but I feel like I'm going to feel stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm talking about 2007's Kid Nation. Oh, I never watched it, so that's perfect. Me either. Honestly, I'd never heard of it before. I've never heard of it. Then again, I did not watch a whole lot of, like, CBS back in the day. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, ne- I never watched, like, Survivor Live, especially yeah. in those older seasons. But, yes, yeah, so we were talking about Kid Nation. I'm glad you've never seen it. I'd wonder if you'd ever heard of it before. So, because I don't recall it at all. Did it not do very well? <laughs> no, we'll get there. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically the premise is these kids are going to create their own society in a city called Bonanza City, New Mexico. There are no adults, of course, with the footnote that we have production, who's probably <laughs> who knows how many people. But right. they don't say that. Limited food and water, poor lodging, basically like they sleep in almost like a lodge, I guess. Or mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't even know how you explain that. Maybe a lodge is not the right answer. But basically yeah. they live in like a very large facility but it has no furniture so they like they just sleep on in the sleeping bag but the whole premise is that this is a society run by children okay (laughs) and they do note that every kid participating gets five thousand dollars automatically okay and every three days they have a meeting called a town hall meeting where the host asks everybody basically like are you committed to working? I don't even remember how he says it, but it's something along the lines of, are you committed to working to build Bonanza City? And then any (laughs) kid can choose to leave. So the first week, the youngest kid named Jimmy, who's eight, (laughs) he decides to leave, which can't really blame him. And it's crazy because Jimmy's kind of come out of the woodwork now over the last couple okay. years and is okay. like doing interviews and like ask me anything's all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so it is funny because it's like bro you're <laughs> only there for a week like what do you know <laughs> but, anyway. but he's gonna be the chattiest about <laughs> it right yeah it's funny uh, but yeah so every three days one of the kids is chosen to receive a gold star worth twenty thousand dollars that's literally what they use so like the kid walks up there and the host hands the kid a literal gold star Mm -hmm. that looks like it was made out of like you know like you have like clay or something and like you like press the star in and then you leave it out and it'll like harden and you make like an ornament out of it or something that's basically what it looks like but it's been painted gold Okay. I did look and people did say that no, they were not actually given like solid gold because that's kind of the impression that they give you is like we're giving these children solid gold that's worth $20,000. And you're kind of like, well, doesn't like the rate of like gold fluctuate kind of like all other currencies? And are they going to take it somewhere to have them melt it? Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that's kind of a lot of work. So they, they explained they did actually get like twenty thousand dollars like a check not yeah (laughs) an actual gold star so i was like thank you for clarifying that but i did read that they say that they did not talk to their parents during the show except if you got a gold star you got twenty thousand dollars and you were able to phone home that was kind of interesting because like when they would phone home you could see like their family i don't know if they had production out there not really sure so we have 40 kids 40 pioneers, as they're called. (laughs) We have 40 of them split into four districts. Remind you of anything? So did Stephanie, not Stephanie Meyer. Wrong, (laughs) wrong one. Um, Suzanne Collins, like, watched this and was she inspired? Maybe so. It also is reminding me, what is that show? Not the 100, but it was like that. Or no, it was a movie. It's like that that fence, like they can't. Maze Runner? Maze Runner. I knew there was like a hedge involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't 
know why that was like in my head but i didn't want to say that <laughs> yes maze runner isn't that all kids yes okay yeah okay. so so maybe, yeah, maybe kid, they took a lot from this show who knows kid nation was was the pioneer of our <laughs> fantasy series <laughs> there are 40 pioneers <laughs> right yeah yeah so just imagine we have 40 districts or five districts there's four four districts you said 40 okay oh i'm sorry <laughs> four districts for 40 kids or yeah, i guess yeah. after jimmy left 39 kids but <laughs> threw it all off yeah how dare he so the one has nine there's one one district with nine so they're already they never they never talk about that like somebody is disadvantaged because they have less people so i don't know yeah yeah it's not like survivor where you have to sit out (laughs) because there are like a few kids who leave like throughout the show Mm -hmm. okay but can't hang (laughs) can't take it (laughs) so we have our four districts and just imagine, ironically, they're all in Disney Channel games, team colors. Oh, So if okay. you can picture, see, maybe maybe Disney Channel took that from them. Who knows? Man, it just sparked it all. Do they have sweatbands like on them? <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. Um, they did have like the bandanas though, so I guess that's kind of similar. Okay. But all it right, kind of yeah. sticks with like the, you know, the country theme, Western theme, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. They're blending a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so all the districts are a variety of ages. And before the show, production selects one kid from each district to be the town council, okay? So the town council, they're the ones that meet and decide what kid gets the gold star, and they make decisions for the community. So kind of like their governmental system. Can they give the gold star to one of the other town town council members? Are they like I don't think they money? ever explicitly say that that's a rule, but I assume it's not. I assume it is a rule because none of the the kids like give one of the committee members like or council members a star. So, so maybe they were getting a little more salary for the show. Maybe so. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I was okay. curious though because I'm like I'm guessing production chose kids that are a little more maybe dramatic or outspoken Mm. probably have a little bit more of a personality i don't know yeah so every single episode the districts compete for a challenge it just gets worse and worse to be honest (laughs) they compete for classes so they literally have a class system in this show oh i was thinking educational this is even no literally a class system (laughs) lots going on here a lot of undertones (laughs) Uh-huh. So whatever district wins the challenge, they are the upper class. <laughs> okay. So they make the most amount of money. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a whole lot, but, you know, they may make, like, I guess their allowance. And they can spend it on, like, their, they have, like, a store. And they have, <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be, like, a saloon. But it's say, it sells, like, soda and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, like, buy all that. Yeah. So that's what the upper class gets. They get a little bit better lodging and their chores are optional. So they basically can just sit around and do nothing if they want. Wow. Yeah. Second place are the merchants. Third place are the cooks. And last place are the laborers. Mm. So they make very little money and have to clean like the outhouse 
all the gross Mm. jobs. Mm -hmm. So definitely don't want to be a laborer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And whenever they compete in the challenge, if all of the districts complete whatever the challenge is, then the whole community wins a reward. And usually it's, it's an option of two or more items. And usually it's like functional versus fun. Yeah. Every, every episode though, there is a diary of Bonanza City that somebody who created Bonanza City wrote this diary, aka (laughs) production of whatever they want to happen in that episode. It's read by the town council and it very much like dictates what the episode's going to be about. Like whatever the drama is going to be about, what the challenge is going to be about, could be what the reward is about if they win the the reward. Mm -hmm. So I think it's either the first episode or the second episode, they come out swinging and they are swinging chickens necks because the book (laughs) tells them about killing animals in order to find extra food. So they were given, you know, the town council reads the, the diary that talks about like other options you have for, for food. And, you know, of course it's divided where people are like, no, we should, we shouldn't kill the chickens. That's not right. You know, we should, right. at least, we can eat the eggs still, yeah. that kind of thing. And then there's some people who are like, no, we're so hungry. We need to be able to take care of ourselves and we can at least kill the roosters or whatever. Right. Anyway, long story short, they kill the chickens. Like with their bare hands? <laughs> well, they have like. From what I recall, I think he uses, like, I feel like it's, like, a machete or something. But I'm I, assuming they let an older kid do this. Yeah, but, I mean, the oldest kid's 15. I know. Wielding a machete on a lot Yeah, of it's just, like, anyway. Okay. All right. So that's probably the, the craziest one, I would say. <laughs> Another, Some other episodes we have, they end up having a conversation around religion. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, the importance of the community finding a spiritual gathering of some sort. So there's drama. There's no separation of church and state in Bonanza City. Apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. Because the town council, they're trying to decide between should we have... Because there are people with multiple different religions, different denominations, that whole thing. Uh Just like the real world. And they try to decide, well, should we have everybody come together, no matter what your religion is, like the entire community comes together, even if you don't believe in a higher power? Mm-hmm. Or should we like divide into groups? So like the people who are in a religion can meet and then another religion can meet and so on. Yeah. So, okay. Well, like founding a country, you're deciding... I guess so, okay. but like it was like real deep conversation for kids that are preteen, yeah, <laughs> and below. Did they have like good thoughts, or was it kind of like? I mean, some of them, I you know, some of the older kids were, you know, they kind of talked about like they were they've been exploring what they believe or something like that. But yeah. of course, there were some kids that were arguing amongst each other about mm-hmm. their beliefs. It was just very like. This feels weird watching children argue over probably what their parents have told them to believe. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was crazy. They kind of did. Ev- they kind of did both to where like they tried to get everybody to come together, 
And some people just weren't interested. Some people Mm -hmm. didn't want to do it. Then they ended up doing like, hey, if you're interested in coming, you can. It was a whole thing. We were quickly getting into cult territory. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But that was a good example. That episode was a good example because they won the whole community won the challenge. So they were able to make a decision on what they wanted for their reward. And they could choose between mini golf or holy books. (laughs) (laughs) So functional versus fun. Yes. Like all different types of religion and different types of like philosophical books, things like that. Okay. Surprisingly, the kids all chose the books, too. Wow. Yeah. Would not have seen that, but they did. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Or the kids, in quotes, chose. I don't know. It all seems very scripted. Is it a vote, or is town council doing it? Town council, for the most part, chooses the reward. I think there was one occasion where they took a vote of everybody. But for the most part, just the town council makes the decision. I will say not all 40 of the kids are mentioned. They're really only a select few that they basically follow every episode. Mm. And then there are some that are kind of sprinkled in here and there because they have a noteworthy thing to say or some kind of interaction that's interesting. But the standouts is definitely Greg. Greg is the oldest. He's 15. He's the one that killed the chicken. (laughs) It's like the Brady Bunch, Greg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Greg Brady would totally do that. (laughs) I think it's actually the first episode. He vandalizes some of the the places. Oh my goodness. And kind of throughout the show, he has a very like tumultuous up and down character arc, I guess, to where there he has really high points where like he's very compassionate with some of the younger children, helpful with um, the community. He actually wins a gold star at one point, even Good though he was him. a vandal. <laughs> right. But he does kind of go back and forth because he is somewhat of a bully sometimes. So Okay. All right. Yeah. There's not, that. Not so much Greg Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. And then we have Laurel and Anjay, who are great. Very responsible kids. Very mature most of the time. (laughs) Somewhat confrontational, but in kind of a good way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, pretty much age-appropriately handle the drama that's going on between them Mm -hmm. and, like, another person. So they're pretty good models, Mm-hmm. Jared is probably one of my favorites. Okay. He is absolutely hilarious. I feel like I'm sure there are like some YouTube videos about like his iconic moments, but he is hilarious, has a very unique personality. So I highly recommend Jared. I'm sure you would love Jared. Okay. All right. And then another standout that I cannot not tell you about <laughs> is Taylor. Taylor is, she started off as part of the town council. So very important as far as like making decisions, all that stuff. She's obsessed with George Bush. And I think she's from Texas. So I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But she's kind of her, her nickname becomes pageant queen. Mm. I forgot to mention that one of the other things that the book talked about was holding elections for your town council. So After a few episodes, they talk about, hey, you should have an election to where your community can decide who's going to be your town council rather than production. 
So Taylor ends up losing her position as the district town council member Uh and basically like refuses to do anything, like refuses to do her chores, all of that. Like she's very upset. Yes. Yeah. So she's definitely the villain, I would say, of the show. Okay. I did want to say that they also had a moment in the show, again, based off of the diary that said the council can choose to exchange district members. So you can switch out like, we don't like this person or we do like this person and maybe they would be better off in this other group. Uh That whole deal. Uh Very dramatic. And then the last thing that, it was just one episode, but it was pretty interesting. They appoint a sheriff and a curfew. Ooh. I know, so dramatic. (laughs) What was the curfew? What time was it? Yeah. I don't know. They didn't. I feel like they said, but basically they were talking about how like kids were very rowdy until like midnight Mm -hmm. and the younger kids couldn't go to sleep. That whole thing. Yeah. Okay. And who was the sheriff? I think her name was Sophia or Sophie. I didn't write down her name, but she was, she was a pretty big character of the show. She like won some money for being responsible and handling issues well yeah good on her (laughs) yeah good for her so basically that's the whole setup of like every single episode is they read the book they have a challenge they get some type of reward possibly they have some drama surrounding whatever the diary talks about they go to the town hall meeting and the host jonathan asks anybody wants to leave and they appoint a kid to have a gold star so that's kind of what happens every episode Towards the end of the show, (laughs) the host throws the Bonanza City diary in the fire and basically announces there are no more districts. The kids can do whatever they want. Like, there's no... It's basically anarchy. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to say the government's been overthrown. (laughs) And it is really funny, though, because basically the kids go directly to the candy store and, like, raid it. And then they basically, like, loot the entire city. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Um, The finale episode is, like, a little weird. There's basically a challenge that they have to win in order to earn the ability for three kids to get $50,000 gold stars. And it's like, well, obviously they're going to want the kids to win. So Mm -hmm. seems a little counterproductive. But Mm -hmm. the big challenge, they're basically like throwing a big party, I guess, like a big potluck maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And the decisions that they made in the past as a community impacts what happens in the big challenge. So like if they got an item, for example, I can't remember what it was, but the decision was between a microwave or I think it was like a go-kart or something like fun. And of course, Taylor was very outspoken about the need to have a microwave. Right. So surprisingly, they chose the microwave and everybody was very upset about that decision. Mm. naturally yeah but since they chose that the microwave came into use during the big challenge where it was like wow we're so happy we chose the microwave you know and taylor's over there pissed (laughs) 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 right but they bring all the parents there and they reconnect and have their 
you know, sweet reunion. And the council chooses three kids to get $50,000, which personally, I would have rather the group decide because I feel like that's a little bit more fair and more fun. But at that time, the council was like completely different from the original town council. So okay. it was one of those things. That's the end of Kid Nation. It ends with those three kids getting $50,000. And I think there was one of the kids, it may have been the girl who was the sheriff. I think she got a $20,000 star and then she got a $50,000 star. Ooh, her parents. So she made the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I think it's very much so worth the watch. Like, Stephen and I watched it while we were on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) If that says anything. All the episodes are on YouTube. Very easy to watch it, like... No ads, basically. I feel like it's just so crazy that it could never be done again. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes it, like, insane to watch it. Because it's like, how in the world did this get through so many hoops to be (laughs) put on national television? And then so many families allowed their kids to do it. Yeah. Because you know the amount of waivers they had to sign were ridiculous, I'm sure. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, did did Greg's parents know he was going to be handed a machete? Like, things like that. I doubt it. This no way could could happen today. And, I mean, that was only 15 years ago. That's not that long ago. I know. That's what's wild about it. I'm like, I was old enough to remember this show, but obviously I never watched it. I was in seventh grade, so I could have been on the show, I guess. That's true. We could have. Why didn't our parents do it? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Parents either had, like, I would love to hear all their motivations because I feel like it was either, like, this is going to be great for my kid to learn about, you know, society Mm -hmm. and the world and other people. And then some people saw the potential paycheck. Yes, absolutely. I think that was, and you saw that a little bit, like, there were, there were a couple kids who were like, I'm here to learn about myself and about how I can socialize better with other people versus you have the other kids that are like, I have to have this money. Almost, you know, like mom and dad sat you down and said, all right, son, you need to make some money for the family kind of thing. Yeah. Which, so that felt kind of weird, you know, it was yeah. just like, that's sad, you know, that whole thing. But also it was weird, like... <laughs> making these kids villains yeah like especially like taylor and greg which i mean of course their behavior warranted that edit but still it was just like how do i dislike a nine-year-old so much (laughs) right yeah it's just weird because it feels it feels a little bit better to dislike somebody who's like 20 you know yeah it's like they're an adult They've made that decision to go there. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of tricky territory. Like, you don't like them, but you kind of feel bad for not liking them. Yes, exactly. It's a complicated feeling. Some kids know they're bad, so. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And they wear it with a badge of honor. Exactly. So, wow. Well, I'm curious to know where these people ended up. Yeah, I will say... That the reception of the show was mostly negative. Mm -hmm. You know, people called it Lord of the Flies. Yeah. The TV version. I mean, no children were named Piggy and none of them died. So I guess that's (laughs) a plus. That's good. Basically, it was canceled before the show even ended. (laughs) 
Like, they weren't going to, they were like, no, we can't afford to have a second season. And from my understanding, the show was not renewed because whenever the trailer came out, it already had, like, horrible reception. I believe that. People wrote articles about how horrible of an idea this is. Parents Mm. were, like, all up in an uproar about it. Mm-hmm. So it obviously was not off to a good foot. And then there were apparently multiple lawsuits filed. <laughs> By parents that yes. kids were there. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I like I told you, from what I read, the, the children weren't allowed to talk to their parents unless they, like, won the gold star. So they had limited contact. And one of the kids burnt her face with grease. It was not noticeable from what I recall. Like, I mean, obviously it probably left a mark or something. So I know for sure there was a lawsuit filed about that. And then the like really big story about the failing of Kid Nation is that I don't know if it was one kid or if it was multiple kids, but they mistakenly drank bleach (gasps) that was unlabeled. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So bless their hearts that they opened the bottle and were like, yeah, that's what soda smells like. That's what I was about to say. I have so many questions like, well, how does that even get to your mouth? And you're like, yeah, that's water. Yeah. I, from my understanding, I think it was a bottle that was not well cleaned. And so it, I think it had bleach in it. Or something. Uh, it wasn't so it like... had traces of bleach. Okay. Well. Yeah. Thankfully, the kid was fine. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like, you really don't have any adult supervision that could have stopped that? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. But one super crazy, super crazy coincidence is that this Bonanza City is the same place that Alec Baldwin discharged the prop gun that killed that person that lady oh my, oh my gosh yeah what so are it's, the it's like a it's like a movie set you know okay um, there are a lot of movies that have been filmed there yeah. so i mean it, it makes sense why they would they would shoot the show there because i mean everything's there already like the buildings and everything mm-hmm. but yeah when i read that i was just like dang that that's... place is not good yeah kid nation was there and then we had an accidental death. Yeah. So, Ooh. Not that's great. a little sketchy. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, I will say like the only reason I had heard about Kid Nation was because there are a lot of YouTubers who have like recently been talking about it like over the last couple years, I guess. It's kind of <laughs> resurged. So you can go on YouTube and watch people, like, talk about the show, you know, if you don't want to watch all of it. I mean, I don't blame you because they probably will hit the highlights. <laughs> yeah. Or you can just listen to this. Heck yeah. <laughs> but like I mentioned with Jimmy, especially in the last couple years, some of the kids who were on the show came out and did, like, an Ask Me Anything. And some of them have done, like, interviews and for the majority I feel like the kids are kind of in the middle where it's Mm -hmm. like I feel like I matured being on the show being away from my parents for so long I mean they're gone for 40 freaking days yeah it's crazy time but at the same time they're like you know the conditions were not super great like they never went hungry or anything but you know it was not 
anything wonderful. And there was a lot of weird stuff that happened. But it is crazy. Uh, I did try to find some of the, like, where are they now kind of things. And a lot of them are pretty absent from social media or the internet at all. Mm. But there are some articles out there. So if you're curious, you can look up where the kids are now. I did find Taylor on social media. (laughs) (laughs) And there are a couple articles that will show, like, they found them on like LinkedIn or something or mm-hmm. and we're able to see like where they're located now or like what job they're doing. So that was interesting because they're specifically they're two kids that did not get along on the show and now like they're still friends in real life oh, like wow. as adults because basically they had that experience and kind of like I guess bonded after that. Even though they kind of butt heads on the show and now they're friends in adult as adults. So that was fun to learn. I mean, nobody else can relate to that experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Last thing I have to mention, which is just crazy to me. But if you go on YouTube or the internet at all about Kid Nation, there's a conspiracy that my favorite Kid Nation kid, Jared, is like dead. I don't know if this is verified or not, but there are just like conspiracy theories, I guess because he's just like nowhere to be seen on the internet that people just assume that like he must have died. Oh, that would be awful. (laughs) I know, right? I'm like, if this guy is actually no longer alive, like that would be so sad. Yeah. But people, I mean, people have made like all these like tribute videos talking (laughs) about how great Jared is. Wow. I don't know. Oh, I hope he's okay. I know, me too. I feel like you could have found an obituary, though. That's true. Yeah, which makes me think, like... Maybe Jared wasn't his real name. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Maybe he's in witness protection now or something, and none of us will ever find him. I know. Yeah. Wow. How interesting. Well, Jimmy... Jimmy's parents were probably like... You made the right choice, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got your $5,000 and got out of there. Got out of Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the smartest kid of all. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Wow. What an experiment. I mean, I, I understand the basic idea, like, at its core. Like, what would happen. Sure. But the execution is very questionable. Because it's like, what is it... <laughs> teach them about building a society like shouldn't we be showing like maybe classes aren't the best thing, yeah exactly you know? <laughs> not like well you don't want to be down there with them and that's what I was wondering I'm like is the show trying to reinforce that the issues we have as adults are the same with children because like we argue about religion we argue about different lifestyle choices as far as like if you're plant-based or if you right kill animals or whatever so I don't know if that was the like I don't know what angle they were going for here maybe but at the same time and I understand the show has to have some structure or you could just be watching chaos but those situations like the religion discussion didn't come about organically or the classes (laughs) they put in the challenges that so it's like you're still planning the idea because I that would be interesting to say, like, okay, kids are thinking about this. Like, this starts from such a young age. It's not mm-hmm. just adults fighting about this. But it's also, like, you're giving them this <laughs> setup. So, of yeah. course, they're going to argue about it. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. crazy. Super interesting. Well, I'm glad that I had not heard about it because that was yeah, entertaining. Yeah, me too. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad you're entertained. Yeah, I'm sure there are some YouTube videos that'll kind of give you the highlights. So if you want to check yeah. that out, definitely do that. If for nothing else, you need to check out Jared because he's great. Yeah, I know. I'm concerned about him, but I, I want to go look him up. <laughs> I know, me too. I feel like I probably saw a commercial for this when I was younger. And probably just don't so, it. yeah. I'm sure it's somewhere in the cobwebs of my memory that yes. I've seen something about deep, this before. Deep in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. That was quite the adventure. <laughs> yes, and it was quite an adventure for us to watch it as well, so... Let us know if you watch Kid Nation maybe back in 2007 when it was airing. Love to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. I would love for somebody who's watched it like maybe as a kid in 2007 and then watching it again as an adult. I feel like that would be really interesting. And I mean, if you were on Kid Nation and you're listening to this podcast, please hit us up. We have an email so you don't have to, to, to share any identifying information. <laughs> we would love to hear your stories. We would. We would love to to either anonymously or you can come on. You know, we're not against that. Yeah, come Maybe. on. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do a background check like we did with Mia, though. We'll see. Well, hopefully the timing works out a little better. <laughs> <laughs> True. <sighs> but like I said, you can email us if you have any suggestions, thoughts, comments, concerns, anything of those sorts, feel free to email us. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, and we have a Discord, which is fun. So check all of those out if you want to connect with us and with other listeners. And in order to get more listeners, it'd be really great if you could rate this episode and review our show and subscribe so you don't ever miss another episode. And of course, tell your friends and everyone else you know about this crazy thing called pop culture on the rocks. <laughs> you never know where it'll take you. It's true. We're all going places. We are pioneers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe that should be our sound off. I love it. That's what I was looking for earlier was like, what's the, because nobody's voted off. Yeah. Like, the only reason you leave is because you choose to leave. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember them ever being like, you are not committed to the community (laughs) of Bonanza City. Like, nobody's... I I don't get the impression... (laughs) Yeah, I don't get the impression that, like, they're shamed. Yeah. Maybe off camera they're shamed. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. Pioneers, gather round. 